All right, folks, as we draw near to another critical election, it's not only about casting your vote, it's about elevating your voice, making your voice be heard. AMAC is more than just a senior discount organization. They unite like-minded patriots like you and I, committed to preserving our cherished values and actively opposing the leftist agenda that's sweeping across America. Just look at their recent victories. AMAC members helped to push forward an investigation into practices that inflate drug prices. They successfully defeated ranked choice voting in order to protect traditional voting methods, and they've also helped block a federal takeover of elections. As AMAC's membership grows, Washington is listening. Every new member strengthens this movement. If you love America, visit AMAC, A-M-A-C dot U-S slash Just News to become a four-year member for just $30. That's a great discount. AMAC is not only better for America, it's better for you. Membership gives you access to the AMAC magazine, free Social Security and Medicare guidance, money-saving discounts, trusted news, sweepstakes, and so much more. It's a community, not a service. Take advantage of our election year sale, four years for just $30 at AMAC. By joining over 2 million Americans, they can't ignore your voice in Washington anymore. Join now at AMAC, A-M-A-C dot U-S slash Just News. That's A-M-A-C dot U-S forward slash Just News. Hello, America. Happy Sunday. So excited to be with you today while we're having our brunch, while we're mowing the lawn, watching a little football, reading the newspaper, reading a good book. I want to take some of the great interviews we did on the television show that Amanda Head and I did on Just the News, Not Noise, adapt them to podcast as we always do on Sunday. No longer the reason to wait. Let's go hear from our great partners, sponsors, and advertisers, and we'll come right back right after these messages. Hey folks, have you heard of cancer-fighting foods? The American Cancer Society discovered diets rich in fruits and vegetables may actually lower your risk of cancer. Think about that for a second. That's really important. Hopefully you hear this and run to the store for five servings of fruits and vegetables every day. But if you're like me, you probably don't have the time to do that, right? So maybe you should consider adding Field of Greens to your daily health regimen. Each fruit and veggie in Field of Greens was doctor-selected for studied health benefits. There's a heart health group, lungs, kidneys, and metabolism groups, even healthy weight. What your body needs is in each scoop of delicious Field of Greens. I take it every day. Sometimes I put it in a shake. Sometimes I put it in my egg white omelet in the morning. Field of Greens can help prevent, treat, and cure cancer? No, but it can powerfully help you audit your next checkup. Your doctor will notice your improved health or you're going to get your money back. Here's the most amazing thing about it. I started using Field of Greens a year ago. My cholesterol is down. My blood sugar is down. My weight's down. My health is up. My sleeping patterns are better. My metabolism is up. If you want to experience what I've experienced, go check out Field of Greens. Jump into the ring here. You're going to get an enormous benefit. And it's so simple. Single scoop, a couple of seconds, healthy lifestyle all day long. Now, thanks to our good friends at Brickhouse Nutrition, Field of Greens is going to give you a 15% off discount plus free rush shipping. All you got to do is go to fieldofgreens.com and use the promo code JUSTNEWS for your discount. That's promo code JUSTNEWS at fieldofgreens.com. Fieldofgreens.com, promo code JUSTNEWS. Go check it out. Hey folks, have you heard of cancer-fighting foods? The American Cancer Society discovered diets rich in fruits and vegetables may actually lower your risk of cancer. Think about that for a second. That's really important. Hopefully you hear this and run to the store for five servings of fruits and vegetables every day. 
But if you're like me, you probably don't have the time to do that, right? So maybe you should consider adding Field of Greens to your daily health regimen. Each fruit and veggie in Field of Greens was doctor-selected for studied health benefits. There's a heart health group, lungs, kidneys, and metabolism groups, even healthy weight. What your body needs is in each scoop of delicious Field of Greens. I take it every day. Sometimes I put it in a shake. Sometimes I put it in my egg white omelet in the morning. Field of Greens can help prevent, treat, and cure cancer? No, but it can powerfully help you audit your next checkup. Your doctor will notice your improved health or you're going to get your money back. Here's the most amazing thing about it. I started using Field of Greens a year ago. My cholesterol is down. My blood sugar is down. My weight's down. My health is up. My sleeping patterns are better. My metabolism is up. If you want to experience what I've experienced, go check out Field of Greens. Jump into the ring here. You're going to get an enormous benefit. And it's so simple. Single scoop, a couple of seconds, healthy lifestyle all day long. Now, thanks to our good friends at Brickhouse Nutrition, Field of Greens is going to give you a 15% off discount plus free rush shipping. All you got to do is go to fieldofgreens.com and use the promo code JUSTNEWS for your discount. That's promo code JUSTNEWS at fieldofgreens.com. Fieldofgreens.com, promo code JUSTNEWS. Go check it out. Our first guest today is Senator Ron Johnson from the great state of Wisconsin, and he's kind enough to join us. Senator, great to have you on the show, sir. Well, guys, I hope you're doing well. We are, and we want to get to your race because the polls have you up and a lot of interesting dynamics in Wisconsin. But I want to start with this story we had overnight, the outsourced censorship. Uh, The Homeland Security Department, working with a private consortium of four groups, they go out and target content that affects 22 million tweets, 5,000 websites, 21 news sites, kind of an enemies list. They're censoring things not always uh, on a truth or falsity basis. And then afterward, those same groups get, well, they get money from the Biden administration or the federal government. Your thoughts, you've been worried about this censorship, speaking out about it, investigating it. What do you think of this new revelation? Well, first of all, once again, great reporting on your part, your organization's part. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, listen, this is troubling. This should trouble every American. It looks like what the federal government is trying to do is skirt the law trying to figure out some way, some way, shape, or form that it can impact and censor Americans, uh, abridge free speech. Uh, I do not want the federal government to be the arbiters of truth. Uh, that would be a terrible thing, but uh, it seems like, you know, these agencies within uh, DHS, whether it's CISA or the Ministry of Truth, uh, that is exactly what the, the Biden administration is trying to accomplish here. So it should trouble everybody. Uh, we're continuing to look into this. I'm glad that you uh, opened up our eyes to this possibility, but uh, we're going to dig into this because this is troubling. Yeah, that it is. Yes, it, it is. And, Senator, I think for a lot of Americans, when they when they think of the Department of Homeland Security and protecting us from terrorist attacks and, and outside attacks, when they see those sites turning around and focusing on American citizens, I think we all have to wonder what's being sacrificed within that department to protect us from from outside attacks. Is that element of our national security suffering? Yes. I mean, they, they should not be big brother. They should be protecting our homeland against, uh, you know, threats that are coming that are actually real, as opposed to these political threats that uh, uh the divider in chief is always talking about, you know, h- half Americans are not potential domestic terrorists. Half of America is not are not semi fascists. Uh, but that is exactly what uh, the left is pushing on America. And unfortunately, uh, 
they have the power within the administration to utilize those agencies. Now, we see the partisanship within the Department of Justice. We see the politicization of the FBI. Uh, this, is, this is a huge concern. There should be a huge concern to Americans because the awesome power of government is being used against its very own citizens. Such a great point. Sir, you've been leading the investigation of these FBI whistleblowers. One of them, we had his story on this show last week, his uh, complaint to the uh, whistleblower, to the Office of Special Counsel, Stephen Friend. You have gone to his uh, defense trying to get him protected. Tell us the latest about these whistleblowers and your efforts to keep them protected while they make protected disclosures to you in the, in the Congress. Well, it sounds like more and more people of integrity, and I think that's the vast majority of people that serve in the FBI, and the Department of Justice, and quite honestly, the federal agencies in general. Uh, it's the politicization of the leaders at the top that concerns me. So uh, for, for anybody who wants to restore integrity, integrity to their agencies, they have to come forward. Uh, they have complete protection uh, with Congress. We will protect their anonymity, uh, but we'll give them the, that whistleblower protection. But we, the American public deserves the truth. And so I'm very... Uh, grateful to, for those individuals that have had the courage to come forward uh, and more and more are coming forward. We're going to learn a lot more. Senator, I want to pivot to your race. We are just, what, 39 days out from midterm elections and the poll numbers show that you have a substantial lead over your opponent, Mandela Barnes. And we're seeing a trend, it seems like, among Democrats where for the last couple of years they have taken pretty radical stances on some things. John Fetterman in Pennsylvania with uh, releasing second-degree felons. Katie Hobbs has her own issues. Um, and your opponent was a big proponent of defunding the police, but now he is having to do an about-face and walk back on those things. Is that from public pressure in Wisconsin, people uh, opposing that idea now? Well, I think most Americans oppose defunding the police. The vast majority of Americans truly appreciate and are grateful for the service and sacrifice of law enforcement. They realize that that is the prime uh, directive of uh, government. The, the, the primary responsibility is to keep our streets, our neighborhoods, our nation safe. Uh, so, no, it's, it's just I am running against a radical leftist. Uh, by the way, I, I think it's a dead even race. Uh, I would take nothing for granted. Uh, this is Wisconsin. We're a very divided state. Uh, what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to do what uh, President Biden said in his inaugural address to unify and heal this nation. That's what we need to do. A, a divided nation is a weakened nation. And unfortunately, these radical leftists are exacerbating the divide. And so, uh, no, this is Mandela Barnes is, is far too radical, far too extreme for Wisconsin. And I think uh, if there is a shift in the polls, that's probably uh, what's happening. Yeah, and it's interesting, Senator, because you have kept things on the issues. And, and uh, a few months ago, the polls had Barnes up, you down. Democrats poured millions upon millions upon millions of dollars of ads and flyers into your state. But you've just stayed educating the public. This is what Mandela Barnes said. This is what he said. This is what he stands for. This is what I've done, what I stand for. The fact that the polls have almost, almost certainly moved, everyone shows the polls moving, it kind of shows that voters still care about issues and facts as opposed to glitzy ads and flyers and attack uh, brochures. Is, is that one lesson we might learn from the, the early part of this race? Well, John, let's face it. The Democrats can't uh, defend their, their record. I mean, their policies have had just such disastrous results. The open border, the flood of deadly drugs, 40-year high inflation, record gasoline prices, which they purposely drove higher to force us all into electric vehicles, rising crime. We don't have enough baby formula to feed our infants. So they can't defend their record. So all they have are lies, distortions, character assassination, 
and the politics of personal destruction. Uh, and it looks like uh, the truth will prevail. Let's hope the truth will prevail, because that's, that's what we have. But the problem is it's not a level playing field. Uh, the, the, the radical left has the media, the bulk of the media on its side. So we need to pay to get our truth out. Uh, Ron Johnson from Senate.com, uh, we can't let up. Uh, we, we've got to continue to convey the truth. Yeah, so important. Yeah. Senator, we've just got a few minutes left. I wanted to ask you about this uh, recent concerning report that federal agencies are purchasing data. They are tracking Americans through their locational data on their phones. And I know some people would say, well, I'm not doing anything wrong, so it doesn't really matter. But I don't think that's the point, is it? No, again, we read novels in high school about 1984, you know, The Brave New World, Animal Farm. And, you know, these things seem to be coming true in America, and it's, it's very troubling. I, I just met with the, some immigrants from Russia that uh, came in the, in the late 70s. You know, they were able to escape the Soviet Union. And they, they, they are so frightened about what's happening in America because they see uh, kind of a parallel system is starting to occur here in this country, and it frightens them. They, they escape that. They, they didn't come here to America to have the same thing happen to them. So you know, what, what America represents is, is freedom. And when you have a government continue to increase its power and then use that power and turn that power against its own citizens, uh, that needs to concern every American. Yeah, it does. So we have about 40 seconds left. Real quickly, I spent some time in Wisconsin, got my college degree there, met my wife there. It's one of my favorite places. The people of Wisconsin have their thumb on the pulse of America. What are the two or three issues they tell you are most important? We've got about 30 seconds. Well, again, it's, it's what I listed, you know, the rising uh, uh, inflation, gas prices, but literally most they are concerned about we're losing this country. We're, this is this is really an election. This is a fight for the heart and soul of America. They recognize that. They are highly concerned about it. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. Well, we're uh, we're going to be watching your race and all the work you're doing here in Washington. You haven't let up one bit, even as you campaign. Sir, great to have you on the uh, the show today. Thanks for an update. Take care. All right, folks. We're going to take a quick commercial break. We'll be right back after these messages. Hey, folks, if you're a homeowner and you're like me, you want to protect your home, right? But when's the last time you checked on the title to your home? If you never have, listen to this. A new report on homeowners shows we all now have $16 trillion in equity. That's an all-time high in America. That's why you need protection from a scam the FBI calls house stealing. That's when the equity in all of our homes is the target, sadly, of scammers. If nobody's watching the title to your home, these scammers can transfer your title to their name, take out loans, and your equity could be gone. Poof, gone. You have to protect your equity from this despicable crime right now with triple lock protection from my good friends at HomeTitleLock.com. The first step is to check on your home's title to see if it's still in your name. Sign up with your address at HomeTitleLock.com and be sure to use the promo code JUSTNEWS. They're going to send you a complete title scan of your home's title in your first 30 days of triple lock home title protection. That's legendary protection, by the way. It's free. HomeTitleLock.com. Use the promo code JUSTNEWS. One more time. Go to HomeTitleLock.com today and protect your most important asset, the equity in your home. Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. 
Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Welcome back, everybody. Joining us now is one of the most important voices in both the court of law and the court of public opinion, a voice of reason, a voice of principle, and the author of, I think, my favorite book of the year, The Price of Principle, why? Because it tells the story of why standing behind your principles, you can be canceled in today's culture. It's insane. He is none other than Alan Dershowitz. Professor Dershowitz, good to have you on the show. Good to be on your show. Thanks. Thanks for joining us by phone. I want to ask you quickly, uh, we've had a lot of stories in the last few days about this whistleblower. Now, it's one whistleblower. Yeah. It's one set of allegations. We need to check into them. But he lays out a very serious concern that the FBI has weaponized the use of tactical teams, SWAT teams, to go arrest people on misdemeanors and to do other things that he says violate not only the FBI manual, but the constitutional rights of some of these January 6th defendants. When you hear that, what thoughts run through your mind? That we're in a tragic situation today where we find that it's the liberals, the civil libertarians, former ACLU members, who are standing behind these incredibly oppressive mechanisms that the FBI is selectively using and weaponizing this time against Republicans. And the reason I'm so concerned as a liberal Democrat, somebody who used to be on the national board of the ACLU, is, of course, once these tactics are accepted and precedents are established, they can be used against anybody. They can be used against you and me. They can be used against the left. They can be used against people in the Democratic administration when the Republicans come to power. That's the way banana republics begin. You know, in a banana republic, if you lose an election, you lose your freedom. And uh, that's a danger that's going on now with efforts to try to criminalize everything that Trump did, everything his associates did. I'm now representing Mike Lindell. He's selling pillows. And yeah, he's making statements which I disagree with, but the idea of tracking him down at a Hardee's and taking his phone away from him, that's not the way it should happen in America. Yeah, so true. And that's why... That's why everyone should go check out your book, The Price of Principle. But I wanted to ask you about something else that I think is observably dangerous. This was something John and I were discussing yesterday. The fact that not only the FBI, but also the DOJ seems to be infected with many more legal political activists than it used to be. Every once in a while you would have one of these folks, but the DOJ... Our legal system surely seems to have a lot of these young activist lawyers. Do you agree? Yes. And what's happening is law schools are turning him out. Colleges are turning him out. And, um, you know, when I taught at law school for 50 years, I never expressed my opinions about anything. Uh, I didn't want to teach my students what to think. I wanted to teach them how to think. And that's no longer happening in law schools. It's no longer happening around the country. And, of course, we're turning out lawyers who are doctrinaire and polemical and ideological. And the current view in law school is that Trump and his associates are so bad, and this is so different than anything we've ever experienced before, that the Constitution is not relevant, that we should change the Constitution, abandon the Constitution. People don't know history. They don't know that they said that when we detained 110,000 Japanese Americans. They don't know that people said that when they passed the Alienist Edition Acts, when Lincoln suspended the writ of habeas corpus. It's always been different. But we've always maintained our Constitution. And now I worry that civil libertarians and the guardians, the traditional guardians of the Constitution, the ACLU, 
are behind these uh, repressive measures, and if not behind them, certainly silent. Yeah, it really is remarkable. I want to talk to you about a tactic that we're learning a lot more about in the law enforcement community. It goes beyond just the politicalization and weaponization of law enforcement. It's a real interesting civil, civil uh, rights issue. Uh, police departments and the FBI have been buying the geolocation data of Americans without a warrant and essentially tracking them to solve cases, to track people that are suspicions. Yes, it happened with January 6th, but it's happened with murder defendants. It's happened with uh, fraud defendants. Uh, the idea that the government could get your data from a, a data broker and track your entire life pattern from your phone without a warrant. Do you have any concerns about where that's headed in uh, America right now? The great concerns. I mean, the only reason we permit private people to track you for business purposes is because we assume that it won't end up in government hands. Uh, if the government wanted to do the same thing, they'd need a warrant. I mean, I mentioned they tracked Mike Lindell. Uh, he was at hunting with his friends, and he was at Hardee's. How do they find him? Did they buy data, or did they have a GPS on him, or did they track his cell phone? Whatever it is, uh, you know, I'm, 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 I'm at the opera now, uh, waiting to go in to see opening night of the Metropolitan Opera. I don't want the government to know that. Now they do, because I disclosed it on your <laughs> wonderful show. But I don't want the government knowing where I go for my entertainment, who I'm with. I'm with my beautiful, fantastic wife. But what if I warrant? I mean, you know, or what if somebody else warrant? It's just too much Big Brother. And the connections now between private industry and the government is becoming one of the great issues of the 21st century. Uh, Google and Facebook and uh, whether or not Google and Facebook have to take instructions from the government. You know, I'm a big supporter of vaccinations for, for COVID, but I'm not a big supporter of the government telling Facebook that they have to ban people who have different points of view. I mean, the greatness of America has always been different points of view, nuance, calibration, complexity. That's what democracy should be about, not single-minded solutions. People are so sure they know the truth today that they don't think dissent is necessary or due process is necessary. And that's the death of democracy. Yeah, and Alan, another arena where we are seeing a very uh, uncomfortably close tie between the DOJ and now social media, we, uh, we had the FBI whistleblower's attorney on yesterday, Jason Foster, and we were talking to him about um, the Steve Guest's wife whose Facebook page was taken down. Now, she right. doesn't post anything publicly. It's just her messages. So we've got this situation now. I mean, we are creeping so close to what you were talking about, Big Brother. Does it get worse before it gets better, or do you think the pendulum is finally going to swing? I hope the pendulum will swing. I think this Supreme Court, by the way, both the liberals and the conservatives, because this is not a liberal conservative issue. This is an issue of civil liberties that ought to be equally applicable to all I think this court may put an end to it. Um, it's putting an end to a lot of excesses and extremes like, you know, racial um, affirmative action and some other things. I think that it, it certainly has to deal with the issue of the relationship between government and private social media, which is so dominant today in the world. Does the First Amendment apply to Google exactly in the same way it applies to the New York Times? These are hard, hard questions, and I think this court is going to have to deal with them sooner or later. 
Yeah, and Alan, uh, we got about a couple minutes left. I want to ask this. Uh, while the ACLU and some of the traditional civil libertarians have kind of stepped out of the debate, in some cases they're sanctioning the current approach that we're taking, yeah. there's a whole new generation of civil libertarians coming up through fire and other things. In a funny way, yeah. there's a rejuvenation of the civil liberties movement, but under different banners and under different circumstances. Why is that important and what can we do to foster that conversation? I completely agree. FIRE has become a really important organization. It's picked up from the ACLU. The ACLU doesn't dare to go on campuses and, and defend conservative students and uh, speak out against uh, censorship by, by the left on college campus. And FIRE has picked that up. And it's been so successful on college campuses that it's now uh, extended itself and it's taken over a lot of what the ACLU used to do. Um, you know, the, the irony is that conservatives uh, today, genuine conservatives, I'm not talking about the crazies on the right, the neo-Nazis and the fascists, real genuine conservatives, the Bill Buckley conservatives, the John Solomon conservatives, these are people who today are taking over the responsibility for defending civil liberties from what used to be liberals and, uh, and the Democrats and leftists and Members of the ACLU, it's a very important development. It's pretty remarkable. We've got about 30 seconds left. You have a 51st book coming out. It's amazing. Tell us what your topic's going to be. <laughs> well, the 51st book is called, uh, or will, we don't know the title yet, Who Shall Live and Who Shall Die? Today is Rosh Hashanah, and we say that prayer every day right. uh, on Rosh Hashanah, Who Shall Live and Who Shall Die? But the book's about how the law deals with death and life decisions, wow. ranging from abortion to wars to gun control to capital punishment uh, to assisted suicide, anything dealing with death and life. I put them all together that is in, a, in, a, in a little book. Yeah. Can't wait to read that. All right, Alan, thanks so much. We're heading off a commercial break. Great to have you on, folks. We'll be back. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs. A gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs. Now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Welcome back, America. I'm proud to say that my home state, the great Commonwealth of Virginia, is ground zero for the parents' rights movement in America. We saw that with Governor Glenn Youngkin's extraordinary victory last year. And right now, our next guest is in the forefront of leading that charge to return power back to parents. She is the 26th Superintendent of Public Instruction in Virginia. Jillian Bailo, Superintendent, great to have you on. Hey, thanks for having me on, John, Amanda. Uh, so, Superintendent, we've seen some protests today in Loudoun County, just a little bit away from my home. Uh, but there's a great misnomer about this. A lot of people think that the policies that are being protested or have been reversed were in all the school districts. But my understanding is most of the school districts 
they never implemented these policies in the first place. Am I right about that? Yeah, as as we understand, about 10% of the school divisions across the Commonwealth implemented the previous um, guidelines that, that were provided by the previous administration. And so that leaves about 90% of the school divisions that um, use their own or a, a varied version of um, of another policy. These these school transgender policies, I mean, this is something that I feel like nobody was really having conversations about 10, 15, 20 years ago. For people like you and policymakers, people who are intimately involved in education and curriculum, how difficult is it to navigate that? I would imagine that's probably one of the hardest things you've done with your tenure in education. Yeah, so that's, first of all, a a great question. And oftentimes, um, reporters, journalists, parents, lots of folks ask, what's the most important issue in education? And the answer is pretty simple. Every issue is important in education. And um, today, this is really important in education, and we must address it. Um, Almost every issue in, in education also is does not have a black or white yes or no answer. Um, it's complicated. It's um, it's gray-ish most days, and this is no exception. So we'll continue navigating through it together. But really, the the guidelines, the the 2022 uh, policies, uh, really boil down to two things. Number one making sure that we protect and respect the dignity of students, um, all students. We want schools that are free from discrimination, from intolerance, from bullying, and from harassment. And schools have, have an obligation, a legal obligation, to address any instances of, of discrimination or harassment or bullying immediately. And that is, um, that includes every single student. The second part of the policies is really centered around parents and parents being the primary decision makers and, um, the, the, the primary adults who are involved in students' lives, not schools, not the state. Yes, such an important concept. I want to ask a little bit, in the last segment, we had the great law professor, Alan Dershowitz, on, and he said one of the concerns he has about education, top to bottom, is educators have moved from teaching children how to think to what to think, and that's been the real indoctrination point in education. What is Virginia doing to make sure those things don't happen, that kids are learning how to, how to learn, how to think, but not what to think? Well, first of all, the mention of Alan Dershowitz just uh, has me a little starstruck, and those are big shoes to fill. So I'm, uh, I, I hope I'm worthy. Uh, the second thing is, we heard Governor Yunkin uh, on the campaign trail uh, over the course of the last year, and since he got into office in um, January, talk about the very same thing. We want students to learn the history of America. We want them to learn about life, the good and the bad. But we want to teach them in a way that teaches them how. How to think, not what to think, and um, and that's that's vitally important. Now, these model policies don't touch on classroom instruction or curriculum or standards. They're really, again, more about the dignity and protection of every student in school. Yeah, I mean, we we all I think grew up in a time when when you went to college, you were faced with opposing ideas, and that was kind of the point of college. But it doesn't seem like that. Uh, that's what they want to create as far as the culture on college campuses these days. I wanted to ask you about these 2022 model policies because one of the things that you address uh, very directly is is privacy. And I think for a lot of people, when they hear student privacy, there are concerns because we have been hearing so many stories lately about students who. Uh, may or may not have ever even expressed any 
curiosity about another gender or gender fluidity, and then they go to a school counselor, and then the school counselor says, "Don't say anything to your parents. We're going to address this here at school." With respect to privacy within that 2022 model policies,、um, what do you mean there? What what all is entailed there? Yeah, so a couple of things, and、um, number one is that、um, oftentimes issues like this, and many other issues that teenagers go through,、um, are, are some of the most difficult decisions and times that that they go through in their entire lives. We want to make sure that that this is a yes and response, right? We want、um, we want there to be a nice support system at school and in in the community with the different resources that are available. But those decisions and those difficult conversations really should happen first and foremost. In the home, and so as soon as the school or the state enters the picture and says, "Don't tell your parents,"、um, we want there to be a really good reason for that, such as the student is going to be harmed or abused.、Um, we've had safeguards that are, you know, in law for years. We've reiterated those in this policy. If a student is going to be harmed or abused as a result of informing parents, then there's a different protocol to follow. But I have yet to meet a parent who doesn't want to be part of that major decision and other major decisions in their in their child's lives. And we should give them that option and provide support for、um, students as they navigate, as students and families as they navigate through some of these difficult times. The other、um, the other safeguard, I guess that、uh, I, I don't know if it's a safeguard. Well, it is a safeguard, but it's also a law that's been on the books for years and that we've reiterated in this guidance. Is、um, is that if there is cause a legitimate cause for concern, or excuse me, that、um, that a school, an educator, is a mandatory reporter if they suspect abuse or neglect is taking place at home. So that means that、um, that if there is is an inherent risk、um, to the student and and that's being acted out at home, that we want to make sure that、um, that that that's addressed and that that's reported. That's been on the books for years. And schools are mandatory reporters for that. The third thing is,、uh, and and I believe that 36 times in the model policy,、uh, the word bullying appears. We want every single student protected from harassment, discrimination, bullying, and tolerance. We expect every single educator and every single school to immediately and swiftly deal with instances of harassment, discrimination, bullying, or intolerance. And so that is, you know, that is inherent in the policies and. And that protects the privacy and safety of all students. All right, folks, we're going to take a quick commercial break. We'll be right back after these messages. Okay, picture this: it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit hyundaiusa.com or call five six two three one four four six zero three for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this: it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit hyundaiusa.com or call five six two three one four four six zero three for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 
He is a great congressman from the state of Arizona, Andy Biggs. Congressman, great to have you back on the show. Thanks, John. Good to see you and Amanda. Great to have you on, sir. I want to start with uh, the latest revelations about this agent, Stephen Friend. He says that they were weaponizing the use of uh, uh, SWAT teams to go after January 6th defendants for shock and awe, even though they were charged with just misdemeanors. Very concerned, he says, about the uh, security implications of hauling out that hardware, creating a hard entry into a home for a misdemeanor offense. When you hear that, after all the other things you now have ascertained about the FBI, what first comes to mind? Well, just a, a recurring theme of abuse of power uh, for political purposes. I mean, to go, take a SWAT team to a misdemeanor is is absolutely ridiculous. Um, misdemeanors, just so people understand what a misdemeanor is, a misdemeanor would be like someone with a simple trespass. Um, even some DUIs are, are, are misdemeanors or a shoplifting or something like that. And that's what you have here. And you're going out with these massive SWAT teams to intimidate not not just the specific, but the general. So you're intimidating the specific individual who who you want to bring uh, under arrest who, for a misdemeanor, for Pete's sakes. But you also want to ca cower, cause everybody else that's looking to generally be afraid to speak out, to participate, um, and and cross the line. That's that is not the way you use a SWAT team. A SWAT team is meant for a very tactical situation that you don't have in these misdemeanors. So I, John, Amanda, this is just a recurring theme of abuse of power of, by the FBI, DOJ, and the federal police apparatus. It's amazing. Yeah, and it's, it's a scary message that I feel like they uh, are trying to send. I want to shift over to border topics. Uh, breaking news, you are one of those folks uh, in Arizona, but especially representing your state on Capitol Hill, who is a border hark. Hawk, and I know that the people of your state appreciate that. Talk to us about this new documentary, uh, Alien Invasion, and how it highlights what's happening at the border, and also uh, renews calls to impeach DHS Secretary Mayorkas. Yeah, I appreciate you bringing that up. So uh, I've been down to the border so many times. I've taken so many members of Congress, and when they get down to the border, uh, it changes their very attitude about what they think uh, they knew about the border, and they become very intent uh, they're converts. And that's what we're trying to do so people can really see the truth. The left stream media doesn't show it. You guys show it. The others on uh, the right show it. But uh, we decided to take uh, and, and put this documentary together of what we saw happening and what we continue to see happening so that anybody would have the opportunity to see it. So we're going to premiere that this Thursday uh, in Washington, D.C. And then after that, it will be available for free on on uh, my my congressional website because we want the world to see what's happening because it's a danger to you and Amanda in LA you you know this uh, as well and it, it, now even in Washington DC you're seeing the impacts of this a million fentanyl pills seized just the other day in in Phoenix a million fentanyl pills 40% according to DEA going to have uh, uh, basically a, a fatal dose of fentanyl in it and that's just the beginning of, of the disaster that we see because of Joe Biden, but particularly Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas, who's supposed to be in charge of the border. 
Yeah, and do you think a I mean, obviously, people in the border states want Mayorkas out. Do you think now, as the crisis from the border has spread to every state in the form of fentanyl, sex trafficking, child trafficking, that there are enough uh, Republicans and perhaps even some Democrats willing to vote for impeachment of the Homeland Security Secretary? Well, I think I think you'd get a unanimous verdict out of the Republicans. Uh, I can only think of a couple of Democrats that might be inclined to vote for an impeachment. Um, and they would be receive so much pressure from Speaker Pelosi. That's why this has to take place in January when uh, we have a new speaker. Yeah, so important. Yep. Yeah, Congressman, I wanted to ask you specifically about the fentanyl issue because I think for a lot of us, we witnessed during the opioid crisis a lot of callousness from a certain sector of American society because they would look at the opioid crisis and say, oh, well, you know, these people are drug addicts. Uh, they, you know, they shouldn't have been taking those pills to begin with. And, and I, I see that pervasive attitude a little bit coming forth with fentanyl. But a story John and I were talking about two or three weeks ago, a school supervisor in California who caught a student with a bottle of it, just opened the jar and smelled it and ended up in the hospital. How how do we get more people to to not be calloused against this and to look at look at it with broad eyes and a broad perspective and realize that this affects everybody. It's not just drug addicts and people who are, are closely related to it or people who are at the border. Well, we have to keep uh, uh, the discussion going because what's happening, you're exactly right, Amanda and John, it, it, what happens here is you might think that you're taking a, a, a Percocet or something like that, uh, and, and it's, it's not. It's going to be a counterfeit pill that has a lethal dose of fentanyl. We've, had, we've seen people that have actually tried to help individuals who are having uh, an overdose, and they wanted to get up there, and they have died just by ingesting the fentanyl dust on that individual. So you, you really have to understand how deadly fentanyl is. It just takes just a few grains actually to kill somebody. And um, you don't have to be a drug addict. You don't have to be uh, uh, some, you know, ne'er-do-well. You can be a, a good Samaritan. You can be, as we, in this case, a school administrator. You can be somebody who just comes in contact with, with a fentanyl pill or fentanyl powder. And it, it can be very deadly to you. Yeah, such an amazing uh, tragedy. And I heard from an officer the other day, there was a woman that went to a hotel room. Apparently a pill was left on the ground. She picked it up just to clean up the hotel room and was instantly poisoned and, and sick and had to be you know, get an emergency injection in a hotel room. It's just insane. Uh, one of the things, Congressman, that I know you work on, you not only highlight the problem at the border, you're trying to create constructive solutions. You've got new introduced, uh, you've introduced new legislation to end catch and release. Tell us why that's so important. Well, uh, the catch and release program is really an incentive for people to come into the country. So um, what it means is you come into the country, uh, you surrender, and that's what most people do today. Um, we, we take them into custody, and what happens is they then go ahead and say, look, you know, uh, I want asylum. And so we will then release them into the country. We've caught them, now we're releasing them. And, and the current date for a court case on an asylum claim is 86 months. That's seven years. That means that you're going to release somebody in for seven years. You will never see them again. And those who we do uh, encounter that do come back or that we find, 90% uh, plus have bogus asylum claims. And so uh, we, we've got to stop that incentive to come. So that's, that's, what ha that's what's happening now to people all over the world. They want to come into the country. They know that if they, they can come over, 
They could just say, hey, I want asylum, and you're going to be released into the interior of the United States and probably never be heard from, never hear from authorities again. Rule of law is non-existent at the border right now, unfortunately. I wanted to close off with something very quickly. We've got about a minute left. I wanted to ask you about this abortion law. An Arizona judge lifted that injunction, uh, basically lifting the abortion, or excuse me, lifting the, um, the abortion law. I wanted to get your thoughts on that. Does it reflect the sentiment of voters of Arizona? Well, it's an old law, I mean, for sure, because, I mean, even the injunction was issued in the early 70s due to Roe v. Wade. So that got lifted, and the previous law goes back in place. That law's a, an old law, and it provides only an exception for the life of the mother. So uh, whether that is reflective of Arizona or not, we'll find out, because um, in the next legislative session, the state legislature is going to take that up, and they'll have to take that up. All right, folks, we're going to take a quick commercial break. We'll be right back after these messages. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. Welcome back. We very briefly put Biden and Harris's mental fitness on notice. Joining us now is Amber Athey, the editor of The Spectator, who will help us break down all of these questionable behaviors. Amber, great to see you tonight. Thanks for coming back on the show. Thank you both for having me. Amber, maybe we're not giving him enough credit. Maybe he has the sixth sense and he can talk to the dead. Maybe her spirit was in there with them. She showed oh, up yes, to take maybe. credit for the bill. <laughs> Right. Joe Biden is uh, the new Bruce Willis, apparently. <laughs> uh, obviously, the simpler explanation is that this is the latest in a long pattern of President Joe Biden becoming very confused. I mean, just today when he was at, um, I believe it was the either the FEMA headquarters or the NEA headquarters, after he gave his remarks, he started oddly wandering around the room and his aides were sort of following along, trying to figure out exactly where he was going. And no one <laughs> really seemed to know what was going on. And then uh, a couple of weeks ago, he shook uh, Senator Chuck Schumer's hand and then promptly forgot he had shaken his hand and had to go and try to do it again. So unfortunately, these are the types of things that happen all the time. If it were a one-off gaffe, I think it would be easier for the media, for the American people to let this go and ignore. But because it happens over and over and over again, it's obvious that there's a problem. Yeah, it is. And listen, the media spent most of 2020 allowing Joe Biden to campaign from his basement most days. So we didn't get that sort of interaction, that vetting that we would normally get of a fully campaigning president. 
uh, now we're beginning to see these sort of signs. And listen, we don't know what it is, but there's definitely something wrong. But the much younger vice president, Kamala Harris, well, she finally went to a board. It wasn't our border. She went to the DMZ in South Korea. Uh, but she had a pretty tough moment, too. And this wasn't even a teleprompter problem. Check out this clip. So the United States shares a very important relationship, which is an alliance with the Republic of North Korea. And it is an alliance that is strong and enduring. Well, I know the Democrats used to like to say Donald Trump was a little too close to North Korea, but now the Biden administration's embracing him for a long-term alliance. What is up with this? Man, the entire Biden administration, including the press secretary, Corrine Jean-Pierre, are just communication bozos. They can't string a sentence together. They're constantly throwing out the wrong words. Biden is just constantly confused. Kamala Harris is sort of infamous at this point for defining words with their, like a self-definition. The banks, community banks are banks that are in the community and things of that nature. And I want to go back to a second for your point about uh, Biden being stuck in the basement for most of his campaign. I did uh, some accounting of the hours that he actually spent on the campaign trail back when he was calling lids at 12, 1 o'clock in the afternoon and discovered for an entire month, he basically worked less than 40 hours a week while campaigning. And that is uh, not only unacceptable for someone who's in a normal working job, but for someone who is preparing to be president, where you're expected to work basically all day long and maybe get four hours of sleep. It was just unbelievable. Yeah, that's a great yeah, fact. I right. hadn't heard that before. That's amazing. Yeah. Me neither. I know of another president who, if he could have crammed 40 hours of work into 24 hours, he would have done that for sure. I wanted to ask you about, uh, you know, I, I remember during the campaign and even now as president, uh, members of President Biden's party will explain things away. And you see Karine Jean-Pierre uh, from the press podium trying to make excuses. And they say, oh, that's just old Joe. That's just crazy Uncle Joe. Does the rest of the world take it that lightly when they see it? No, I don't think so. And I think, you know, that's the reason why the media has seen their trust plummet completely. I mean, frankly, the media is about as trusted as Congress at this point by the American people. Excuse me. And um, it's it's uh, very clear, I think, that their narratives are being busted on a constant basis and not even just by independent media or conservative media, but by reality, right? Anybody with two eyes and two ears and actually probably one or the other can see exactly what's going on in the Biden administration. When Corrine Jean-Pierre was asked today about uh, the president forgetting that Congressman Walorski had passed away, she kept saying, saying uh, Congresswoman Walorski was on the top of his mind. <laughs> Excuse me. <coughs> and it was pretty clear that she didn't have a real explanation. So that was the best that she could come up with. Yeah, listen, I think you're right. There is a, a factor in American politics. If you can see it with your eyes, you're going to believe it. And I don't think this story can be swept under. And yesterday, I saw for the first time some uh, disingenuous um, uh, disbelief of what uh, the White right House press secretary was saying. Do you think reporters realize now the game's over, they got to stop it, and maybe they start covering this a little bit more seriously? I think some of them do. I mean, that was really the impetus for CNN switching out its leadership. But the question is, even if they do take it seriously, do they get it? And I don't think that they get it. I mean, CNN 
should have fired Don Lemon. Instead, they moved him into a morning show where he's continuing his woke nonsense. Um, so they understand that they're not trusted. They understand that something needs to change, but they're still too wrapped up in their own bubble to know exactly what kind of change has to happen and what it is the American people are hungry for, which is objectivity. Amber, I wanted to shift to the vice president, Kamala Harris. She has had gaffes of her own, um, and we've all seen the polling as far as her as the preference for the DNC ticket in 2024. What's your take on her and her her mental acumen and aptitude and fitness? I don't know that she's, uh, you know, mentally uh, struggling the way that Biden is. I think she's just not very bright, (laughs) right? There's a difference between (laughs) someone's mental health degrading and someone who clearly is just unprepared and unqualified for the job. Um, When there was some reporting a couple of months ago about staffers leaving uh, the uh, vice president's office and why they were uh, fleeing in droves, a lot of them said that they were basically covering for someone who refused to do the work. They would give her uh, briefing materials and she wouldn't read them and then would turn around and blame her staff. Uh, So she's completely just unqualified for the office. Yeah, and with respect to President Biden, the press secretary saying that the uh, calling out of a past congresswoman, it wasn't uh, an unusual scenario. I don't think that came across the way that she expected it to or wanted it to. But Amber Athey, editor of The Spectator and host of the podcast, Unfit to Print, thank you so much for being with us. And we will be right back. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. I normally find bras to be so uncomfortable and constricting. But Skims has changed that. You know I love Skims underwear, so I finally tried their bras, and Skims has delivered again. Skims bras are worth the hype for the amazing shape and support they give, but what I wasn't expecting was how comfortable they are too. I've tried so many bras in the past, and the main issue that I have is that they weren't supportive enough, to the point where they felt slouchy. I love my Skims wireless form bra because it's so comfortable and supportive. The older I get, the more I care about actually being comfortable in what I wear every day. And with my wireless form bra, I no longer have to sacrifice my comfort for the support I need. Shop Skims Bras at Skims.com, now available in 62 sizes, 30A to 46H. Plus, get free shipping on all orders over $75. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select Podcast in the survey, and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows. All right, folks, that wraps up another edition, the Sunday edition of John Solomon Reports, a podcast from Just the News. I'm so glad we could take the best interviews from our television show, Just the News, Not Noise, that Amanda Head and I do, and adapt them so you can hear them on this podcast, but tailor-made for the listening experience. Thank you for listening. Thank you for reading Just the News. Thank you for watching Just the News, Not Noise. We are forever grateful for your support, and I'll tell you, We'll be back on Monday to do this all over again with a new edition of John Solomon Reports, a podcast from Just the News tomorrow. Until then, God bless you. Have a great rest of your weekend. We'll be back tomorrow. Good night.
Folks, everyone knows the next medical crisis is just around the corner. Whether it comes in the form of a pandemic or something much more mundane like a tick bite, you and your family need to be prepared. That's what we learned from this last pandemic, right? That's where the wellness company comes in. You know the wellness company. We have their great doctors like Dr. Peter McCullough on all the time on our shows. The wellness company and their doctors are medical professionals that you can trust. And the new medical emergency kits are the gold standard when it comes to keeping you safe and healthy, and most importantly, prepared. Be ready for anything. This medical emergency kit contains an assortment of life-saving medications, including ivermectin and z The medical emergency kit provides a guidebook to aid in the safe use of all of these life-saving medications. So you know what you're doing. From anthrax to tick bites to COVID and even the bioweapon like the plague, the wellness company's medical emergency kit is exactly what you need to have on hand to be prepared. Rest assured knowing that you have emergency antibiotics, antivirals, and antiparasitics on hand to keep you and your family safe from whatever the globalists throw your way. Go to www.twchealth/justnews today in order. That's twc.health/justnews and use the promo code justnews to save 10%. Hey there, it's Amanda Head, and I am thrilled to introduce to you my new exciting podcast, Furthermore, with Amanda Head, broadcasting weekly from sunny Los Angeles, California, and brought to you by the dynamic Just the News Podcast Network. On this fresh and engaging podcast, I delve into the latest news with a little bit of a twist, exploring the furthermore of every story. But this isn't your typical run-of-the-mill news commentary or politically charged program. I interview a diverse range of guests, including business leaders, entertainers, musicians, educators, experts, politicians, and many influential figures from both the United States and around the world. So why not make your Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays a little more interesting? Tune in on your preferred podcast platform and discover furthermore with Amanda Head on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. And don't forget to hit that follow or subscribe button and be sure to download the latest episodes. I can't wait to have you join me on this exciting journey.